Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another episode of the Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we're going to figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. This is a special episode because this is the first of two episodes this round where our wild card movies come back to be debated again. These are films that have lost their first round, but in the social media polls were decided that I had made the wrong decision. And so they have come back to fight again, this time against each other. With their original debaters, we have tangled with Kristen Barrows. Hello, everyone. It's me, KB. Now, KB, you were shocked and appalled shocked when you lost the to first that time. goofy movie, guys. Look, Zane. I'm going to say, goofy movie made it through the second round as well. Yeah, well, it's, it is the dark horse of the I entire debate. Bias I, in I terms of the judge. that, and it did happen. <laughs> it's unbelievable, but true. Thanks, Miranda. And that's our fact checker, of course, Miranda Selwood. Hi. <laughs> and coming back to defend Monsters Inc. is none other than Isaac. Hi. <laughs> Are you excited to defend Monsters? Inc.? I am. It deserves to win. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, KB has maybe. thoughts about that. <laughs> so this is our second round. So we do have a slightly different debate format than we have had in the past. So in the first round, you'll have six minutes to give me the pros of your films and the cons of your opponents. Mm-hmm. You'll have a warning at five and the warning will sound like this. And then it's it, very warning. Mm, mm. Mm. And then at six minutes, you'll be cut off very rudely by a Darkwing Duck saying... <laughs> Jig is up, you jaded jug-headed jack-in-the-box. That's great. Cool. After your opening round, we'll have a quick break. We'll come back for a cross-examination by me and Miranda, if she so chooses. Then we'll, mm-hmm. Another quick break, and we'll come back with your closing arguments. Three minutes for you to summarise everything that you've said so far. Before we get started, Miranda, yes. do you have a bias to declare? I think I like both of these films quite equally. Mm. Good. Well, that's how we like it. Mm. <laughs> it's good for people who are judging a debate. Yeah. Yeah. How about you're going to be a, need to be a little bit closer to your microphone. I'm coming. I was just leaning back to have a, have a nice beverage. Mm. No, I really like both of these films. Um, I think we do have like a like an updated uh, an, an updated princess story, mm-hmm. which is great. But then we also have the the utter inventiveness of Pixar in. in mm-hmm. Uh, Monsters Inc. So I'm really interested to see where this debate goes. I'm very glad that both of these get another chance to uh, progress through. So, I'm so nervous. We <laughs> have we have rolled a dice and determined that 
KB, Kristen yes. is going to go first. Yes. Yep. So, when you start talking... Oh, goodness gracious. You have six <laughs> minutes to tell me why okay. Tangled is the best Disney film ever. All right. When I first found out Tangled was up against Monsters, Inc., I struggled to see how a Disney princess movie could go up against a Disney Pixar, a relatively new Disney princess movie versus what has been deemed a Disney Pixar classic. After watching the two in succession, I realised that at their core, they are both stories about unlikely heroes who go on an adventure that changes the worldview and the perspective of the people around them. They have characters that we as an audience think we know, and then they turn it on its head. With that as our starting off point, I will now prove why Tangled is the better movie overall out of the two. (laughs) Let's start with the music. Alec Menken versus Randy Newman. Menken's emotional musical landscape is equal parts stunning and memorable. The original songs are catchy with When Will My Life Begin opening the film to the healing incarnation and all its simplicity to I See the Light which gets me every bloody time. When asked if someone can name a song from Monsters Inc, I bet they'll always answer put that thing back where it came from and nothing else. But it is not in the lyric songs where Menken shines but in his beautiful orchestral underscoring. underscoring. While Randy Newman's Monsters Inc soundtrack is fun and bouncy or jazzy and definitely has its slightly darker moments it never stays too dark for too long and I don't believe it invokes the music as an element of the story to the same level that Tangled does so much of Tangled is non-verbal a lot of which derives its humor and comedy but there are also moments that are so poignant take for example the scene where the king is getting emotional just before the lanterns are released no dialogue is spoken in this moment but the underscoring conveys the pain the sadness and moves into I see the light which is such a juxtaposition of the moment before the underscoring takes you on an emotional roller coaster and marks the moments. They are equally uh, there are equally moments of silence in the film, proving that they have truly thought about how to use the mo- music as a signpost, as a way of moving the audience, um, as much as what is actually happening in the screen on the screen in front of them. I truly believe it's the non-verbal elements of this film that sets Tangled apart from the rest, and it has a massive as it has a massive impact and makes the movie more personable, not just in this particular debate, but in the canon overall. For example, the character of Pascal never speaks, but is incredibly sassy, and you find yourself waiting for his reaction to what's going on. In the same vein, Maximus the horse brings so much comedy to this film. He takes on human qualities such as walking on his hind legs, and it's in his reactions that we find the funny. From moving out of the way to the to the truce between him and Flynn, which sees a handshake, followed by a stare down, followed by Max punching Flynn in the face. We see the same in Rapunzel and Flynn, their first meeting where Flynn hits, um, gets hit with a frying pan and Rapunzel trying to shove him into a cupboard so Gothel doesn't find him as hilarious. When Rapunzel says, please don't freak out, and Flynn's scream is paused and turned into a silent scream before being diverted into an uncomfortable cool, it also heightens the more emotional moments, like the little girls braiding Rapunzel's hair, the dance between Rapunzel and Flynn in the city centre, and the biggest ones for me are the King's reaction that I spoke of before and the reunion of the family. That recognition of each other into the hug and the pulling of Flynn into um, the group hug gives me goosebumps or tears every time. I think that's why Tangled paved the way for the princess movies we see today and really enhanced what Monsters, Inc. gave us 15 years earlier in terms of animation. While Disney Pixar has been using CJ animation since its beginning, Tangled was the first CGI Disney princess movie and its level of detail is phenomenal. For example, in each reaction we see a change in the face and body. Things as simple as the wind blowing um, the flower or the water dripping off Maximus Maximus after the river scene, but the shining star in terms of detail has to be the hair. Both movies deal with hair. 
a lot of hair. And while Fizz Tea at Pixar was used to create the three million tiny hairs on Sully alone, Dr. Kelly Ward, the lead hair simulator on Tangled, had to create her own software in order to create a character out of the 100,000 70-foot-long strands of hair that appear on Rapunzel's head. The way the hair moves in the slightest bit of wind as Rapunzel walks, jumps, climbs, and how the technology has improved in the years between Tangled and Monsters, Inc. naturally means that Tangled does it better. It's not only an animation, but seemingly a work of art. It uses Its use of dynamic lighting, depth, and non-photorealistic rendering means the movie gives an almost oil-painting-like appearance, an ode to storybook illustration without going too outside the norm of what we expect in Disney. Tangled does an exceptional job of melding the old and the new. It's still a traditional Disney feel, but it's unlike anything a Disney princess movie has seen before. Although Tangle doesn't entirely deviate from the traditional Disney princess model, it is still a fairy tale after all, it did move the Disney princess world into the contemporary. This is in part to do with the CGI, but the storyline and the character themselves are funny and truthful and fresh. These characters are so relatable and it laid the groundwork for movies like Brave and Frozen to take a different tact when it came to the way princess way of doing things. How you ask? Well, for starters, Tangled got rid of the damsel in distress idea. Yes, although Flynn and Rapunzel do end up together in the end, it is no love at first sight kind of deal. Is there an attraction here at the beginning? Yes, but who wouldn't see Flynn Rider and not think he's hot? And vice versa. In their first meeting, Rapunzel not only hips him with a frying pan, but negotiates for what she wants. She's not fooled by his charms or tactics. Rapunzel stays firm. Um, sure she does some domestic chores but she's witty and resourceful well read and well rounded she knows how to defend herself she's not afraid of showing her emotion she's inquisitive and curious and the inhibition does come in but only when she gets to a personal boundary we see so much of this in Boo too this independence and naivety and curiosity but this is normal for a kid of that age what makes Tangled so interesting is that we see it from an 18 year old woman who should know the world pretty well and doesn't due to her imprisonment after all of this, I think where Tangled and Monsters, Inc. fall in line with each other is that they teach not only the ways to uh, not judge a book by its cover and the things aren't always what they seem. We don't have to always comply with what's dictated to us. But what Tangled takes it a step further is following your dream and then finding a new dream after that scary unknown has been achieved and to keep going. This movie is poignant and beautiful as well being down to earth. Tangled, in my opinion, is the best and most underrated Disney princess film and in terms of two films... They have characters experience the new and seen different perspectives. You jaded, jug-headed, jack in the box. Tangled better. <laughs> well done. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, without any further ado, let's go straight over to Isaac. Oh, hang on a oh, couple of things. Oh, um, fact checking. Oh, sorry. The Black Cauldron was the first Disney animated film to use CGI. Mm. Uh, you could argue that maybe your point is correct because that's not a princess film. Yes, I don't um, count it in the Disney princess canon, <laughs> Miranda. That's why I said Disney princess. Um, so I'm having a little trouble. Um, How did they animate the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast? Um, something to do with 3D, something yeah. blo- that different. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, and I checked that, and uh, apparently Flynn Rider is hot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's it's worth objectively. <laughs> um, I think we can all agree. <laughs> yep. Okay, so let us go to Isaac. You will have six minutes for the pros of your film, the cons of your opponents, and your time starts when you start talking. Okay. Uh, Monsters Inc. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll start with the story of Monsters, Inc. So, at the beginning, monsters in Monsters, Inc. are more afraid of kids than they are of monsters. But the monsters need to collect screams to fuel their world, and children are getting so hard to scare that, monsters, that the monsters' world is suffering from rolling blackouts. 
The film starts with top scarer John Sally Sullivan, voiced by John Goodman, and rival Randall Boggs, uh, who is voiced by Steve Buscemi. They work as hard as they can to break a Scream collection record, but when uh, Sully inadvertently lets a child into the monster world, the monsters find out what being scared is really like. And I think that's a, re- a really good way to start a film, is you have your premise of these monsters are there to scare children, but they are more afraid of the things that they're scaring, and I think that's a really good um, element to build your story upon. A lot of panic ensues. The whole world is is um, made aware of this child being in there because they decide to take it to a very public place in the Harryhausen restaurant, and yeah, the child gets on the news, um, followed by a nice scene where they have some sweet, sweet slapstick, slapstick comedy in in, a, in their apartment where the two friends live together. Uh, after deciding that the child is not dangerous because Sally realises that it's just a child, uh, they decide they're going to put it back where it came from and they um, take it back to work, which is where all the panic ensues for the rest of the film and there's a lot of Benny Hill running around in the factory of Monsters Incorporated. What I think is great about Monsters, Inc. Uh, is that it's a it's a Disney film, but... To get down to the gritty, it's a film about corporations being revealed to be corrupted, and I think that's a very adult theme to put into a child's film. And I don't, I can't recall many times of that being hap- happening beforehand. So I think that's a nice thing that Monsters Inc. has begun. Uh, the monsters being scared of children. I think that's a really great um, element. I think to to build your film upon because it changes what kids can can foresee can see as monsters. So. In the real world, in our world, once they've seen this film and got attached to their friends, who are monsters, monsters get less scary. This is a good lesson to learn for children. I don't think Tangled did that as much. Tangled is just another... It's another Disney princess movie. And it does um, shift some things around. It is a damsel in distress film, I'd like to point out. But the damsel in this film is Flynn Rider. He gets into many, many, many scrapes. And as a human... I think he would have perished many times throughout the process of the film. He gets injured in numerous ways, punched in the face by a horse. My opponent has mentioned he's fallen onto trees down the sides of cliffs. Uh, He got catapulted out of a castle and landed on top of a horse. I don't think that would do very, very good things for mainly his spine, but also the rest of his body. Uh, Kirsten mentioned music as part of her film. I do think Tangle does splendidly in creating the magical world of what classical music can do for a film. But I do think that Randy Newman's score for Monsters, Inc. is... uh, It's a character of its own. The movie is designed to be fast-paced and unrelenting in coming across with all of the challenges that the characters have to go through on this one day of hell that they go through and I think the music being as fast and boppy as it is moves the story along quite nicely there are moments where it gets nice and deep and there's no music for example when they are banished into the into the human world and meet the abominable snowman there's very little music in that scene and it's quite heart-wrenching because they're not in their own world you can tell that they've been removed from their their element and they have to get back the music starts to build when Sully builds his sled skis down the hill and finds a village to get back into the main world and, and rescue rescue Boo. I'd like to point out some cons that I had with Tangled really quickly while I've got some time. Uh, how is it possible that Mother Gothel finds them so quickly after realising that Rapunzel is missing? 
because that's like two hours worth of running around in a forest and they've been walking all day. I don't think that's possible. Another thing about possibility, how did she get up the tower before the hair was long enough for her to climb? If Rapunzel is a three-year-old, she will have a three-year-old's length of hair. The tower is a lot taller than that. And how does a three-year-old hold their hair for their mother to climb? I don't understand. (laughs) Another thing, the threat she makes when she hides the tiara from Flynn when he first gets there is that he could tear the the tower apart brick by brick and he'd never find it. It was in a pot plant on the top floor. He wouldn't have to go very far. That's a threat that doesn't make sense. Again, Flynn Rider getting hit so many times, that's just very, very violent and it scares me and I don't think he'd be alive and I worry about him because he is very attractive and the voice characters in that film are amazing. Mostly guy like I love Zachary Levi. I think he's an amazing person. But on the subject of voice characters, I think Mike Wazowski and John John Sully, John John Goodman and Billy Crystal, I think the friendship that they developed in that film is so re- realistic. They live together, they're in their mid thirties, they've gone through God knows what in the back backstory, but we get that in another film. We don't have to talk about that right now. They are, they've developed so much as characters. And I think what, a, what an amazing thing about Monsters, Inc. is that the villain of the film, you meet him right at the start, but everybody trusts him. He's a giant spider. I wouldn't trust a giant spider, but these <laughs> monsters do. I think that's a good thing. The jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box! I'm glad we now all know about your prejudice against giant spiders. Oh, they I'm are with scary. you on that. They're He has, like, crab fingers. I'm... It makes... <laughs> <laughs> Um, any fact-checking that needs to be done on that one? Um, I did ask the internet how does a three-year-old hold their hair for their mother <laughs> to climb up and uh, it couldn't tell me. I mean, there's also a door in the tower, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, she uncovers there, it there and goes through the door. door. I think the three-year-old would not find the door. <laughs> Fine. All right, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with the cross-examination round. Okay, so we're in for the Mm cross-examination. So, I have a question for Isaac. I have an answer for this question. (laughs) I hope you do. Um, Because Monsters, Inc., there are a dearth of female characters. Mm -hmm. Why? I'm not sure. I think uh, at the time of making the film, there may have been, and I have no control over this, uh, a lot of films being made with very, very few good female characters. I think in this film, the two main female characters that you do get, three per se, are quite um, powerful, if if that's the word you could use. We don't get to know them very much, but Celia, Mike's girlfriend, immediately after being, um, how would you put it, uh, offended at the first dinner that they have, gets angry with him and she stands her ground she doesn't want to be pushed around and she's angry with him the next day and he, she wants an explanation for him hurting her feelings at their wonderful dinner and leaving her alone to be uh, decontaminated by the CDA Roz, the slug-like lady um, I think her characterization at the start of the film before you realise that she is head of the CDA and is undercover at Monsters Incorporated She's quite scary. 
and that is it begins as a comedic element but you get it later she's 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 doing a job and she's been there for a while undercover that's a pretty strong thing for for Roz to be doing and then there's Boo who is a little girl and she is not scared of any of the monsters that she meets in this film and the world except for one and that is Randall who is her monster and we're all supposed to be scared of Randall because he is the villain of the film okay all right Interesting. Uh, well, I now have kind of an open discussion for both of you, mm-hmm. and that segues very neatly into it. I want you to talk about the villains in your film um, because in true Disney fashion, they're not single-faceted. Mm-hmm. Um, they're characters in their own rights. So could you, Kristen, talk about the villain aspects yeah. in Tangled? Tangled? I think has quite a number of villains for a, for a relatively short film. Um, we start off with the two uh, twins at the beginning who are the thieves who Flynn's with, who are just bad through and through, I guess. Um, and you never see any redeeming qualities from them, um, which again is unusual for a villain. Often you see at least they don't think that they're bad people. They just like, that's just who they are. Whereas these guys, I think, know that they're bad people. <laughs> um, and then we go into Mother Gothel, um, which is really, I think she's a really interesting character because as a, like a witch character, she has no power. The only power she has comes from the hair. And even then she can't do anything to obtain that power other than get Rapunzel to sing. Um, but I think what makes her super twisted um, other than greed and selfishness is that she sees Rapunzel as a possession rather than a person and she's happy to manipulate and emotionally abuse essentially this little girl into doing what she wants um and Rapunzel it's the classic Stockholm syndrome effect that we've seen in Disney movies before but I think in this way it is done out of the benefit of somebody's immortality and it's not making them a better person it's not changing the course of their their the, the, the like Rapunzel's life other than she's been taken from her home she's been raised in captivity um, and she believes that she cannot escape her own reality because she has been in this really dark horrible t- time like there's a door at the bottom of her tower but she's never even ventured off the floor that she's on because of fear of what might happen um, but what I think is really interesting about this film is the way that it takes something and and does flip it on its head it takes the characters that we think are are evil and bad like the pub full of terrible human beings who are all thug-like and they make them personable and realize that everybody has a dream they're all willing to achieve what they want to achieve and just because they look like they're someone who should be a bad person doesn't mean that they are a bad person but yes the three people Mm. that don't get that treatment mm. are the villains that you've mentioned uh, are the, the twins three main villains they never get that moment and nor do they want to get that moment i think they're so blinded by by what by what they think they want like gold tiaras riches and immortality that they've they are so selfish and so one directional that never at any point do they see a bigger picture so i i would say that that song is not in fact, part of the whole villain scape no, of the film. It's no. more about preconceived notions. Notions where the of villains, villains, whereas the villains themselves... Acting as villains. Yeah, and I think it brings that really dark dark quality to the film too. 
Okay, well, let's go to Monsters, Inc. and talk about the villains in Monsters, Inc. Because I think the villains in Monsters, Inc., they are a little bit more nefarious than Entangled. I think it's a a lot more secretive for the villains in Monsters, Inc. When you first meet Randall, who is revealed to be the villain at the start of the film, he is only a villain in... The f- in the fact that he is contending against Mike as against Mike and Sully to become the top scarer on the floor, so it starts out with a very childish like uh, vendetta against each other to try and beat a scare record, and that's a that's a very classic way of a children's film to set up a villain. It's just he is he wants something that the that our heroes want, and we want to know who gets it first or how about how, how they take it uh, when it's revealed later that he is working to avert the scare crisis by kidnapping children and exploiting them with terrible devices I think that's a good change in uh, how, how, how you see him because it reveals that he is putting on a face for the entire for the whole world that he wants to be the top scarer and he is also quite close to being the top scarer he does a lot of work yet still in his spare time comes in and builds this massive terrifying machine to suck the soul out of children essentially Mm. uh, that he wants to kidnap and I think that that is when 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 that realization comes it's quite terrifying for children but also adults can see that it's not a children's well, it is a children's film but the themes of that realization is quite far reaching and that these this monster in particular is going to go okay but when it comes to motivations mm-hmm. in in tangle is very is very clear what gothel's motivations are she needs to exploit rapunzel to keep living yes. to stay alive so that's why she does all the all the bad things that she does is for that one reason. What about Randall's motivations makes him a scarier villain? I think that the, at the start, it's you know that you don't know what his motivation is for building this terrifying machine. When it's revealed later that James P. Waternoose is also in on the Scream Extractor, and he, he's the boss. He's the boss yep. of Monsters Inc. And because of the fact that children are being are becoming braver now and they're scaring less easily. Because of that fact, Monsters, Inc. would clearly be losing money, would be going out of business. There is a lot of problems in the world where they have power outages and he would have put a lot of... He would have a lot of pressure put on him. So he would have found somebody, a scapegoat, to build him a machine that he could, if all else failed, throw under the rug. This is a terrible monster. I didn't have anything to do with this. Um, It's just... All right. I think that answers all my questions. questions. So, we'll take another quick break and we'll come back with your final summaries. Okay, so final summaries. So, we will start with Kristen, as is tradition. Yeah. (laughs) You will have three minutes with no warning. You will just be cut off by Darkwing Duck. At the very end. And your time starts when you start talking. 
Tangled use of underscoring and non-verbal storytelling, its mix of darkness and humour, a kick-ass female character, its animal sidekicks and its lessons make it the ultimate Disney movie. The catchy music will have us singing for days after while questioning why we cried in so many parts of the film. The down-to-earth characters who are personable and relatable help us to see ourselves in this fantasy. Will we ever see a frying pan in the same way again after seeing Flynn's sword fight a horse with one? No. Both Monsters Inc. and Tangled allows kids and adults to see the world from a perspective other than their own and still learn something. But Tangled has gone above and beyond what Monsters Inc. did for us in terms of soundtrack, animation and storytelling. The dive into the dark and the real adult world also sets Tangled apart from the rest with a villain whose manipulation and emotional abuse takes kids' movie to a whole new level. Mother, uh, Mother G's evil comes from greed and selfishness. She destroyed a family and a woman's upbringing so that she could have immortality. She forces a child to lift her up several stories only using her hair when there has been a door at the base of a tower the entire time. <laughs> but it's so twisted because Rapunzel, again, is not a person. She's a possession. Whereas Monsters, Inc., the villain is the corporate monster with the notion that that's the way we've always done things. So let's just keep revamping that. Try Dreams can be scary to achieve too. That's something that we need to learn, that sometimes what we go after, what we want in the unknown is not as scary as we think it might be. And maybe they took so long in the forest because Rapunzel was taking her time to discover all these new things that she'd never seen before since she's never been out of her tower. That's why Mother Gothel could catch up so quickly. Yes, Flynn might be the damsel in distress in this world, but Tangled is still firmly placed in the world of feminism with a female lead who shows us all the ebbs and flows that a lady can be living Having said this, um, she does all of this with no shoes on. I just, that's just great. I love that so much. She's barefoot for the whole movie. Tangled changed the course of, a pr- that's princess, of princess movies as we know it. It was the beginning of the new princess era and started the CGI trend in, a Disney, in the Disney princess world. Without Tangled, we wouldn't have the Disney princess movies we have today. All right. Didn't need all three minutes. No. That is wonderful. Okay. Uh, so... Isaac, you'll have three minutes to summarise why Monsters, Inc. is the best Disney film ever made and why Tangled is not. Um, Before we go to you, are there any final fact checks for Tangled? Nope. Okay, well, let's go into Monsters, Inc. Your time starts when you start talking. Monsters, Inc. is the best Disney film ever made and Tangled is not because (laughs) Monsters, Inc. is essentially a film about friendship and that's what Disney is all about. You have two, two people who've lived together all of their lives. They have trust. And during the process of an hour and 20 minutes in our lives and two days in theirs, this friendship is tested to such extremes, but they come through and are able to, t- to come together again and help each other and make their own world a better place. They have a dream at the start of the film, and I think what Tangled does well is realizing new dreams and fulfilling your old ones. I think the way that Monsters, Inc. does this is, is, is better because their dream is just to do good at their jobs and break a record. At the end of the film, they've built a new company that is, is making their world a better place. It also makes children's lives better because no longer do they have to be scared. They just get to laugh. I think that's a good way of going about fulfilling their dreams and changing, the way, changing their realities by making the world a better place. What I wanted to point out about Tangled is that she falls in love with the first person she ever met. 
This is a strange man, older than her, and she runs away with him on a, in one day, falls in love. I don't think that's very realistic. I, 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 I don't know what happens in their future, whether they stay together or not. There is a nice little um, voiceover at the end that points out that they did get married, and that's lovely, but that just doesn't seem very plausible because this guy is a criminal. And even though he saved the daughter of a king, I think he's performed enough crime to... Um, warrant some time in the jail and being catapulted again because that was quite hilarious uh, Barefoot you spoke of ta- of uh, Rapunzel running around barefoot for a whole day and, and saving the world nobody in Monsters Inc. wears shoes they run in many places they go to the Himalayas without shoes on and no clothes and Mike Wazowski is more of a reptile than anything else he would have been very cold yet he manages to get out of the Himalayas with no clothes on I think Monsters, Inc. is a better film. They use music fantastically. There's a song, If I Didn't Have You, and that is the main song of that film. Uh, In the credits, you get to hear it. That's the song I would think of if I were to think of Monsters, Inc. And it's a song about friendship. What would I do without Monsters, Inc.? I don't know. All right. Congratulations on not needing your whole time either. So, now we come to the time where I have to make a decision. So, please... Tell each other what you like about the other film while I refer to my notes. She got a sweet haircut at the end. Yeah, did she oh, just? Fantastic. I actually really love Monsters, Inc. It's been hard to say that I like the bad things about it. Because there are none, right? Because, I mean, there's some. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because the yeah, women are still crazy in it. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> but it's, it is. It's really fun. Of all the Disney Pixar movies, it is my favourite. I like Tangled as a film in general. I watch it maybe twice a year since it's come out. It makes me happy. The songs are fun to sing to. I do housework to the Tangled soundtrack (laughs) quite often, even though she does. Gives you inspiration. It does. Mm. And that one scene when they're in the the gorge and they have a nice flood. Yeah. Although no one would survive that in 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 the real world, I think it's quite action-packed and that's That's exciting for a Disney film. I mean, when we're talking about things that characters <laughs> won't survive in the real world. It, it, the it Disney is, movies are full got of in things. The face Tangled is based pen. on a true story. <laughs> Rapunzel was a true story. It's a story that existed in the real world. <laughs> yes. That to like go opposite that though, I think the end of Monsters Inc. when Sully doesn't want to say goodbye to Boo is like the most heartbreaking scene. And like, also, when he's like turning around and she's hanging onto his fur, <laughs> like at the very beginning. Oh my goodness, Boo is just adorable. She is. And I also like they've put her into Toy Story Four in the one of the scenes there. Oh, she's that's in, cool. in um, the in little preschool scene. Oh, that's awesome. So she's just like, ah, she's so cute. <laughs> I also like making a costume out of a couch. <laughs> I kind of want to do that. <laughs> Sorry, completely random. Oh yeah. Almost. Uh, I'm just scrolling through images trying to see if I can find any Monsters, Inc. characters wearing shoes. Yeah. But I have come across a pair of shoes that you can buy <laughs> that have combined images of Monsters, Inc. and Tangled. That's a shoe. Amazing. And then the other shoe is, uh, what is that, Wreck-It Ralph and Beauty and the Beast. Nice. I actually have a pair of cool. shoes in which I've drawn Tangled and Monsters, Inc. characters on, among Hi. other Disney Pixar characters. <laughs> Okay, I have made my decision. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So, a lot of things that you mentioned are common throughout 
both mm-hmm. films, mm-hmm. particularly the slapstick comedy yeah. and the catharsis that comes with it and the violence. Like, yes. Isaac, you, you tried to bring up the violence as a negative entangled, but if we do it entangled, we have to use it in as a negative in Monsters, Inc. as well. Like, Monsters, Inc. isn't a, isn't a 100% uh, realistic... No. Movement what? and violent <laughs> film, um, so I think I think we can count that as a positive for both. Um, <clears throat> and again, I think Monsters Inc. came at a really interesting time in Pixar's creation, where they were kind of finding their feet and what they stood for and what they wanted to do with their stories. And that is why Monsters Inc. is such a meticulously crafted story mm-hmm. for children. It's it's focused at children and about children and about the monsters that children imagine and their relationship to each other. And I think it's just really great the way that they focus so much on that relationship with imagination and children. Whereas Tangled, it aims a little bit higher than that. It's aiming at the people who grew up, trying to include the people who grew up with Disney princesses in their life in its story it's kind of revising the mistakes that Disney has made in the past and talking to that through this new story of this new Disney princess. So I think that's the main difference between the two. Monsters, Inc. focuses more on the the children, the child audience, and talking to them, whereas Tangled includes the children, but I think its main audience skews a little bit older um, to the teenagers and the, the 20-somethings. Mm. When it comes to the music, it's Randy Newman versus Mencken. Like, both of them are Disney classics. Um, I think when it comes down to it, I think it does lean a little bit in Tangled's favour just because it is the more traditional um, songs that get stuck in your head, Uh, Mm -hmm. whereas Monsters, Inc. is the story and the characters that get stuck in your head. Um, Hair, yes, animation... Both of these were making great strides. Like that's what mm. that's what this part of the thing was for. And the I think the villain was more personal in Tangled, whereas in Monsters Inc. it was much more of like a comment on on the state of society. It was I think that's very, very clear. Um, whereas Tangled was very much like Disney Princess. Mm. <clears throat> I didn't know whether or not to include the fact that it was a Disney princess movie in the pro or the con column. It was mentioned as both, so I'm just going to discount that entirely. (laughs) When it comes to my decision, I think these are two incredibly well-crafted movies. Like, this is... This is kind of... Monsters, Inc. is the start... Well, kind of a continuation of the golden age of Pixar. Mm-hmm. And I think Disney learned a lot of lessons from that that Mm -hmm. they put into Tangled. And while Monsters, Inc. is a great film that achieves all the goals that it set out to, I think that Tangled is also a great film that set out all... uh, that achieved all the things that it set out to achieve. And it uh, it does a lot to repair on the mistakes that Disney made in the past. And I think that one thing is going to say, make me say that Tangled is the better Disney film. This week. Congratulations, Chris. Thank you. I felt like we were just at the like 
before the ad break moment of Australian Idol then. <laughs> like. And we'll be right back. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, like there's not, there's not much that mm. you can pick on on either of these films. And I just think because Tangled is a little bit more self-aware and, and very much focused on updating the yeah. Disney story, the, the Disney princess story, I think that is, that is a benefit to Disney as a whole, yeah. whereas Monsters, Inc. is just a fantastic film. Yes. Yeah. But so is Tangled. So the is only Tangled. thing that could have made Tangled um, more Disney is if Mother Gothel had been green somehow. <laughs> somehow green. <laughs> like that was, that's sort of the had only element of the classic Disney princess film that yeah. was missing for me. <laughs> I think it's also hard because, like, Monsters, Inc. was the fourth movie of the Disney Pixar canon. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Tangled has like 50 years of Disney princesses. But like you said, like you said, Tangled is a much more Disney film, whereas yeah. Monsters, Inc. is a much more Pixar mm. film. Yes. There's um, a feeling to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think Pixar does take a much more societal view to its stories, whereas yeah. Disney does take a much more traditional view to its stories. Mm-hmm. And I think in this case, Tangled, because it's commenting on the previous films mm-hmm. and and uh, righting some of those wrongs, I think that is what pushed it over the edge um, as the better Disney film. But it was very close. Um, so that is that's the first, the first wild card of the round um, going to... <clears throat> Sorry, going to Tangled. Now, it will be going up against the next winner of the wild cards in the next round, which will either be Bambi or Toy Story 3. I mean, I can definitely argue against Bambi. (laughs) Have you watched Bambi recently? it's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But is that a good thing? Maybe, maybe. Okay, if you think I've made the wrong decision, you would be more than well within your Mm -hmm. rights to think so. You can have your say on our Facebook poll, which will run every week. If you're listening to this, it will be up and running. So you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, and you can find us on Instagram. And if you want to find us on the web, that's not canon.com forward slash Disney vs. Disney. Now, thank you very much for fact-checking us all the way through to the end. I didn't give you much, much, uh, much to fact-check this week. It's okay. I was just you know, searching images of monsters without shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting that it came down to, like, how many characters are barefoot <laughs> as a benefit in the film. <laughs> we could probably argue that point over there. <laughs> thank you very much for fighting so valiantly for Monsters, Inc., Isaac. Thanks for having me. And thank you, Kristen, for fighting for Tangled. Thank you, Zane. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another Disney debate. Please give us a rating and a review in your podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now. Tell all your Disney friends. And until next time, keep watching Disney, everyone. Are you a grown-up who loves Disney? Are you a grown-up who wants all the facts? Are you a grown-up who spends copious hours arguing with friends and family about the deep intellectual properties of your favourite Disney movie? Do you want to delve deeper into the realms of Disney with us? I'm Stacey. And I'm Georgina. And And together, together, we're Disney Disney Grown-Up. 
We are the place to get all of the intellectual debate on your favourite Disney movie. Get all of those fun facts. And a whole heap of raw reactions to all of those interesting Disney movie moments. You can find us where any good podcast is found or on our website, that's not canonproductions.com. Join us for Disney Grown Up. You know you want to. Uh, that's not Canon Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.